Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. I was buzzing with energy before I got to sit down and chat with Margie today, my guest on today's episode. And then we got to talk and that energy was just amplified throughout the entire conversation you guys, we talk about this idea of energetic shape-shifting, which I had never heard before, and the idea that channeling athletic energy, we can harness that to create abundance. Two things that I'm crazy about, athletic energy, learning to harness our own power, and then using it to create this abundance in our life. What more do you guys need? This is so exciting. You guys are going to love Margie. She is this powerhouse goddess and coach, and she's a teacher. She's a trainer. She wears so many hats. She is an expertise in aerial yoga, where she incorporates not only aerial yoga, but this nice blend of kundalini yoga, which she explains to us about, and runs us through these luxurious experiences that she gives to other women. Check this out. You guys... I know that you can sense the energy because I'm still buzzing from it and you will all be too throughout this entire piece. Welcome back, everybody. There are just some people that radiate this really positive and magnetic energy. And this definitely is the category that I'm going to put Margie in today. (laughs) Um, I don't even know you and I can just sense it and feel it. And I am so excited to chat with you more. Oh, thank you. Why don't you go ahead and fill the listeners in on a little bit of who you are? Okay, awesome. Thank you. Um, So I started this whole like yoga journey about seven years ago. I was an athlete my entire life, a um, you know, competitive athlete. And I hurt my knees running two half marathons in a month. And that's what led me to hot yoga. And it was just like, I I meditated for the first time. I didn't want to like run away. Didn't want to like, it did, it wasn't painful for the first time we meditated on compassion and that's what made me fall in love with yoga and just being in love with my body. I had always kind of pushed and shoved everything in my life before, like coaches telling me to work out so hard that I was going to puke and things like that. And that's been my biggest struggle is like really overdoing things and pushing and shoving everything to success. And um, yeah, ever since I, I did yoga that first time, I fell in love. And then I just, it was just a, it's kind of like when I found yoga, I understood the law of attraction and the secret. And I started to implement the things like I feel like that's something that's missing in the secret. So ever since then, I just sat down and I was like, I'm going to become a yoga teacher. And two months later, I manifested a scholarship and became trained in aerial yoga. And That was really the catalyst in the beginning of me quitting my job at Hooters and then um, opening a successful aerial yoga studio. And from there, it was 
I'm sure you know about kind of like the scarcity mindset that goes on in the yoga world. And it's almost like it's like okay to be a hippie and not be grounded. Um, and, I, and I fell into that. And I was told that you, you can't make a lot of money in yoga. And so my studio is like a lot of donation based and like just really kind of working for pennies, running around like a crazy person for a couple years until um, I found kundalini yoga, which... I've realized now after practicing consistently like every single day for like six years is um, that it's the masculine, the masculine type of yoga. And it really gets you into action. It gets you really like grounded in your purpose and what you're creating in the world. And from there, I met so many people that were just about living their dream instead of just like talking about it or just being really like ungrounded all over the place. Um and yeah, and ever since then, I've been practicing kundalini yoga for every, every single day. And since I bumped it up about, I think I'm at like day 215 of this wealth kriya, um, my whole life has transformed in, in many different ways of these like layers of the onion that are continuing to unfold as I continue to practice kundalini. So I practice vinyasa, aerial, like every style of yoga, but I really want to... I guess I think Kundalini is really the one that's changed my life. And, and since Kundalini, I've built an empire of aerial yoga goddess and I've traveled the world to five different, like for five years, I've traveled to all these different countries and taught this modality that I created, which is called aerial yoga goddess. And it incorporates um, money, abundance, being clear in your offers along with aerial and being a performer and, yeah, just everything that you would need to build a successful lifestyle. And that's kind of where I'm at today is just kind of living my lifestyle in Hawaii and coaching women and just doing my practice every single day. That's kind of where I'm at now. What an amazing place to finally find a blend of that more masculine and feminine energy, that balance of slowing things down with the yoga, but still there's that inner athlete in you. And not that yoga isn't athletic by any means, it extremely is, but you know, there's that inner really competitive athlete, that more masculine piece with the slower piece. It's this great mix of the two. Yeah. Yeah. It's been such a journey, like balancing the the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Oh my. Can you explain to the listeners a little bit, what is the difference in Kundalini yoga versus a typical hot yoga that they might've heard of or aerial yoga, just the different, the different modalities of them? Absolutely. Yeah. So vinyasa or hot yoga or aerial yoga, you get in there, you're doing different flows. It's more of like a dance, like linking one breath with one movement. And Kundalini is like almost the complete opposite. It's, it's like prescription. So Yogi Bhajan, he started Yogi Tea and he created this whole modality of different prescriptions. So 
the one I'm doing now is for wealth. Um, you can do ones for like your yoni. You can do them for um, just raising your vibration and they're really specific sets. So a lot of the exercises you do for three minutes, 11 minutes, 33 minutes. There's one I do every week. It's called the Jupiter business meditation and you do it 62 minutes and it's specifically for these things. So the Jupiter business one, it's all about like seeing your big vision and your business and all the different moving parts. Um, the wealth Kriya is to invoke the wealth of the universe. So not just money, but like the richness of life is what I sense and feel from doing it so long. Um, and then like the ego eradicator, you can do three, 11, 33 minutes and it literally just busts through blocks and fears. And it's all about the solar plexus and it's a lot of seated breath work is mostly what it is. There's some standing, but it's like holding these breaths for extended amount of times. And I think that that's really why it works is it put, it gets so much, so much oxygen to your brain and it works on all these subtle parts of your body um, that yeah, yoga does. Um, but I think coming back to that masculine part, it's really about um, like, they say a lot in Kundalini is like, keep up, keep up, keep up, keep up. It's like really just staying with it and staying focused and, and, and consistent. I mean, that's really what the masculine is about is like showing up, protecting, serving, making our dreams a reality. And it really trains that in the subtle body. I have heard, I have not practiced Kundalini yoga yet but i have oh heard, i know i'm like actually like really intrigued and like i'm gonna <laughs> look up everything you just said as soon as we are done with this conversation yes but i've heard it described as really this test of getting very uncomfortable mm, yes absolutely it's like a lot of um emotional breakdowns happen in class a lot of like just letting go of shit that's really deep in there that I'm just, uh, yeah, I like even more so intrigued by like all of this <laughs> right now. Like I have to start doing this. Yeah, um, it's amazing. So one of the platforms and the way that you describe your platform, which I loved and had never heard it this way, was channeling athletic energy in order to create abundance. Yeah, yeah. So I first heard about this from Michael Beckwith. He calls it energetic shape shifting. And it's where you actually look at like something in your life that you've always been good at. So for me, it's, you know, pushing my body in extreme ways. It just that was the first place that I I didn't realize I was growing up, but like, you know, when you're running and there's people cheering and you, it just feels like time stops and you just become so present. It almost like slows down. That's how I would feel in races growing up. And what I realized was like, this was actually like my connection to the divine. Like I was so present and in the moment and I can just when I'm in that space, like I can start to push my body harder. Like it actually wants to just go to like completely emptying the tank. And, um, I realized that if I could take that and then, because I was really in a scarcity lack mentality, when I first started my yoga studio, I just, I didn't know how to create abundance or put together a business or like, I don't know, I was just lost. And so I was like, okay, if I can take this energy and just channel it and build that muscle in the same way, I can literally grow my business. So I started like if I was like 
let's say I started my blog, like it was like six years ago and I'd be on the computer all day trying to figure out WordPress and I'd be like, oh, I really don't want to keep going. This is so hard. Like, I, I don't know how to crop this photo. I don't know how to do all this. I would just come back into my body and I would be like, what would it feel like if I just pushed a little bit harder and just went a little bit further in this? And I started channeling that into like all the different ways that I was weak in my business. So let's say I was super nervous to start my YouTube channel. Before I would start my YouTube channel, I'd just get really into my body and I would just like, imagine myself crossing a finish line and then I would feel myself like finishing the YouTube video. So it was kind of like that. Like I could, where I was strong, I could channel into where I was weak in my life. I love that. And as an athlete, I, and somebody who's very passionate about fitness, I love anytime you can kind of draw on that concept to help you in another area. Like you said, you know, like, I don't want to do WordPress. I do not get this, but it's like, I can push myself in a race. Like, how can I push just a little bit more? How can I test like that emotional fitness in the same way that I test my physical fitness? Exactly. Exactly. How do you go about, like, where does that begin? Mm, okay, so this is something that I talk about a lot, which is like the the Maya Koshas is like the philosophy of yoga. And we've got the five different layers of where we go while we're practicing. And the first one being like the physical body. And when we're in our practice, even working out or doing yoga or breath work or anything, we have, they call the crown chakra the the lotus of a thousand petals. And so if you imagine your head, it's like a big flower and it's got a thousand petals. At every single second, the universe is giving us a thousand different ideas to land into our crown chakra. But most of the time we're thinking about all the other things we have to do, or we're just like caught up in whatever it is that we're doing rather than being present and breathing and allowing ideas to come in. So if we can become present and in our breath, we literally can download these ideas. And as you keep breathing and you keep practicing, you go into the different layers. So that's the first one, the physical body. We have to bring it into the physical body. And then once it's there, we can start to maybe move it deeper into the body and it turns into like a urge or a desire to take action. And then if we're lucky enough to get it there, we actually can move it into all the way out into the bliss body. So our aura and when it's, once it gets to the bliss body and like we've cultivated so much energy around it and we've just really breathed like magic into our body it's like that actually builds this, this beautiful white light aura around us. And this aura protects us from death. And it also, it, it's actually the thing that lifts us up into heaven. So as we create our art, as we're present, as we do our physical practices, all these things, we're building it. And we're like, it's almost like a home for our, our ideas and our different inspired actions. And if we, we stay consistent in these practices, um, we can use that energy to like, just stay consistent and stay focused on what it is that we're creating. 
you I, I love when people are passionate about whatever they are talking about because I you just speak so well and I am so thin <laughs> of like whatever she is doing everyone <laughs> needs to get on board with this because this is incredible <laughs> thank you and I love the idea of harnessing that power that we have but we don't even realize that we we hold that Mm, it's so true. It's so true. Like we wait for other people to validate our, our power and we give it away all day long. That's a big thing that I've been talking about lately is like how often we just give away our power and we let people like dictate our schedules and our time and our energy. And it's like, when you really decide you're a sovereign being and you're going to take control of your life and you're going to create your dream and you're going to actually spend time alone cultivating this energy, that's really where the magic is. How do you begin to create boundaries like that? Mm, So really starting to get used to saying no. (laughs) Um, What I tell the girls is like, just sit down and, and you can make a list of like everything that's draining you and everything that's lifting you up. And if there's anything draining you, it's like just annihilating that as soon as possible. It's like, even if it's a slight no, it's not, it's not a 100% yes. So it's like, just get it out of the schedule. And once you do that, it's really almost kind of overwhelming at first because it feels like you have so much time. But if you are tapped into the big vision and you spend that time just putting your practice first, like I'm up to like, I practice like three, four hours a day and I get out into nature. And it's like, it's those big gaps of time that you have nothing really planned, but you know, you're just going to be in the energy of spirit that you can download these ideas. And then once you like have the idea, it's just like taking that inspired action. And, and, and once you're in that place, the universe gives you a whole new set of tests and like distractions. So it's just staying really strong and like, no people like I'm not available for that. Like I don't want to go out drinking. I, I don't want to, you know, like if, if you're, if your schedule is like, okay, I, I practice from 7am to 11am. It's like not caving just because someone says, oh, but that's the only time I'm available. It's like, it's like, just no, just, you got to stay firm in your nose really. I think. Uh, to me too, I get the sense I, for me, this holds true that we get so busy in this go mode that mm. when there is downtime, it's, I almost get anxious of like, well, now what do I do? Like, I better fill it with something. Yes. Whether that's truly productive to me or not, but like, it just has to be filled. Yeah. So it's like filling it with like creativity, like creative things to do. Are there some, you had mentioned you have YouTube. Um, What outlets do you use that people can kind of tap into to say like, I'm interested in checking out kundalini yoga i'm interested in aerial yoga what what practices or what areas do you go kind of in your reference yeah yeah i have a youtube channel and i've got hundreds of aerial yoga tutorials and most of my stuff incorporates aerial with kundalini um and i've got yeah i've got the wealth kriya on there i've got aerial yoga flips and tricks i've got aerial yoga for beginners and in the modality specifically that I created, it starts with Kundalini to ground in and then it gets into more of the like athletic flips and tricks, dancey kind of stuff. 
what if somebody is totally new to this whole realm in this whole world and they are thinking, where do I even begin? Like, I can't practice for four hours a day. (laughs) Where do I even start? Okay, so where I started was I started doing the ego eradicator just every morning. It's three minutes and I move and I like just bumped it up to like seven, 11 minutes. Um, But basically doing that and then sitting down with my journal and just looking at like, what is the fear that's coming up today? What, What is like the the thought pattern that's just on repeat and I'll write down, I'll just ego dump all this stuff that's like going on in my head. And then I use Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian prayer for, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you just forgive yourself for that thought. You feel that thought and you just recognize like, where is this, where might it be serving me? Where is it um, holding me back? And just like giving that thought a little bit of a to just be seen and be heard and be acknowledged so that it can be cleared out in a new higher vibration thought can come in. So let's say that thought is based in frustration or confusion. You can stair step your way up from this is like an Abraham Hicks thing where you can just stair stair step your way up like from confusion to contentment, happiness, to joy, elation, orgasmic bliss, basically. Because if we don't tackle, if we don't ever feel that emotion, whether we want to or not, it's going to continue to manifest in some way. Yeah. And get like more intense because <laughs> it has to be felt. But if you do it and you release it, mm-hmm. then it's gone and then you can move past that. Yeah, exactly. So where where does that fit into other people helping with their abundance? Like how do you implement those practices to help other women? So basically I, I work a lot with women on their energetic side of their business. So they, they cultivate their daily practice with me first and foremost. Like I hold them accountable to like doing it every single day. And it's funny because whenever anyone falls off and they send me a message or they post in the group, I'm like, Oh, how's your practice? And they're like, Oh, I skipped it the last few days. And I'm like, well, that's why like get back on the practice and then we'll get back into like the good idea. So I really help women to find their own answers and to listen to their own intuition. Um, Because just because I had an intuitive hit for years and years to start a YouTube channel doesn't mean that that's like what they're supposed to help, like supposed to do. Um, But over my, my span of doing all this coaching and stuff, I've just become like such a tech nerd. So I have a online course that teaches them how to find their target market, how to solidify their practice, how to get clear on their goals, um, how to like literally bust out content like a boss. Like that's all I do. It's so much fun. Um, And to just keep the flow going. And I think that once you get through all these fears and all this like drama that's going on in our head, what we activate is this like creative marketing genius. Um, And so I'm really like working with them to get them to that place in their mind where they feel unlimited. They feel excited through their practice. Um, And then they just, they can't help but take action and they just are downloading all these ideas, you know? One question that I always love to ask people who are very intuitive and very much into trusting their intuition is how do you know 
when to trust it and how, not that you shouldn't, you should always trust it, but how do you really know when to trust it or when it's your mind kind of playing games with you a little bit? Mm, Okay. So basically at any given time, we can be just sitting still and ask our intuition every, anything, because everything is within us, all the answers. So if we can just sit still, you know, straight in the spine, because that's how we get the, um, the energy up to the brain when we're slouched over, we're kind of like not, not open to the universe. So if we sit up tall and we just ask, let's say, um, let's say I'm like, what should I have for lunch? Right. You can ask it even something simple as that. And you can just listen in the, in the universe will give you an answer. Or maybe you're like, should I have a salad or, um, a soup? And when you say salad, your, your heart will either open or cave. And so that's how you know is basically your body will naturally open if it's a yes or it will close if it's a no. I love those. Yeah. And, and you do have to really slow that down then to, to pay attention to that feeling. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about slowing down enough to just hear the subtleties because like I say, the, the, the intuition whispers and the ego screams, Mm. but but through, through your work, you can kind of like even it out so that, um, the intuition becomes louder and the ego becomes a little bit less. And I think that there's like, the ego is really, really sneaky. Like it will show up in ways that seem really like, it's like, yeah, maybe I should do that thing. Like, it's very reasonable. There's a reason for our ego, and that's to protect us and to keep us safe. And so a lot of times we're like, yeah, that is a good idea. Um, but the way to tell is to really see, like, what is your body language when that idea comes in? Um, and always, if it's the ego, your body will cave forward. Mm, I love, love, love that piece of kind of identifying that intuition versus that ego. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, if you know that tool, you can do anything in life. I have to imagine that has to be one of the very first things that you run through with all of your ladies. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like, they got to get the practice. They got to start tapping into the intuition and really just listen Otherwise, it's just them, you know, coming to me a lot, like complaining or worrying and like nobody wants to work with someone who's constantly in that. How do you pull out of victim mode? Mm, So that's really just taking responsibility for um, the stuff that shows up in your life. And so one of the Kundalini Sutras is recognize the other person as you. So I think for me, where I fall victim is like other people doing things to me. And I just got a really good like slap in the face from the universe with that. Like I, and it shows up in our deepest, most intimate relationships. And I was in a relationship and I felt like I was, um, you know, emotionally abused. I felt like he was a narcissist and I was blaming him for like months while I was going through like therapy and all this stuff. And, um, and then finally I, I projected it on to my coaches and I was like, I'm better than this. This is like, I don't feel like I'm getting enough. Like just all the things that were like victim-y and they were like, you really need to look at this pattern. 
the Kundalini Sutra, recognize the other person is you. And I was like, whoa, okay, like I'm humbled. And I just really sat in and felt like when I was dating him, like how narcissistic I was, how it was all about me, how I was like being really controlling in my life. And I flipped the switch back on myself and I was like, wow, okay, like if I can let go of these patterns and I can really recognize when these patterns come in, like my life is going to be totally different. And since then, it's like I'm able to really connect with people more and connect with myself more and not judge. And yeah, that's been a big one for me to step out of the the victim is to really own what's showing up in my life like every single thing we manifest into our life and if we can own that we called it in we can we can clear it rather than projecting it onto other people yeah and just getting to that sense of peace of like this is happening for me not Mm. to me exactly exactly it's all here to teach us or I'm allowing this to happen to me so I need to then call myself on my own bs and stop (laughs) allowing that to happen Absolutely. Absolutely. And searching for the answers outside of us instead of just looking within. Manifesting is a a term that you have used several times throughout here, and it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I would love to know what is or what are some of the best things that you have manifested? Mm, So right now I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying my home that I manifested in Hawaii. It's a lovely little starter retreat center. I have room for four girls to come and stay with me and I host little intimate retreats and I've got big, huge aerial hammocks that literally when you're up at the top of the hammock, you're just looking over the view of Maui. Like you can see two different of the islands and the sun just sets and I've just never lived in a place with a view like this, let alone a view of Maui. Like Maui is just like the most amazing place like ever. Um, and yeah, it's just like having a view and feeling like you're in nature when you're inside your house is probably like one of the best things to raise your vibes. And it's like worth every single freaking penny ever. I think that it's just having a beautiful home and somewhere that you just don't ever want to leave is like a entrepreneur online business dream come true. (laughs) I'm definitely writing down um, visiting this aerial yoga retreat center in my <laughs> manifestations now because uh, that just it, those are the things that don't even seem real. Like they're too beautiful to actually be real life. Yeah. Yeah. I wake up every day and I'm just like, how, like what? And you know what it was? I'll tell you this story. Like I, November 20th, I was living in this, I kid you not girl. It was nasty. It was like this old one bedroom studio in in LA. I was trying to like follow this dream of becoming a comedy actress that I had since I was like eight. And I just like the people would fight next door. They would like throw each other up against the wall. Like it was so uncomfortable and there was no natural light that came in. And I had been like doing van life and living on buses and just like, that's a whole nother story. But basically I was like, okay, I did all this to get here and like, I'm miserable. And I got down on my hands and knees and I was like, universe, like, like let let this up like I'm ready for something bigger I'm ready to surrender to my ocean view house like 
I'm ready and I don't know what I'm going to do, but show me. And I also asked for, I had been like dating on dating apps and it just like wasn't feeling good. And I deleted the apps and I was like, I'm ready for a man to come into my life and just like help me build my business and just like, we'll have fun and go on adventures. And the next day I met this guy who was like coach, like just knew about the whole industry I was in and we hit it off. We had awesome chemistry right away. And literally a week later, he asked me to move into, into like an ocean view house with him in Maui. And I was like, this isn't real. Like there's no way. And I was just like dead set on moving in, moving to Maui. And it was, I started that wealth Korea that day, that same day that I met him. And I just continued to do this Korea. And then I got to Maui 40 days later, which I thought was like super synchronistic because they say to do things for the 40 days. But then he broke up with me and I had like been like absolutely positive that I was going to move into his house with ocean views and all this stuff. And what's so funny was him breaking up with me was actually the catalyst for me to just get my own house and to just like do my own thing, which was really what the universe wanted was for me to be independent and just like do my thing and like boss babe out. And it was, I got to Maui and 15 days later, I moved into this house. Like I manifested one of my biggest coaching packages and it was just like really and, and in there, I got hit by a car. I almost died. I got sideswept by a car walking across the street. And it was like I woke up from a terrible nightmare inside my dream house. Like, it was uh, quite the January of this year. That is a level of trusting the universe, trusting your intuition, and being really steadfast in that and not playing that victim. Because all of that could have totally turned you the other way around and you could have gone back to LA or wherever it was. I thought about it. There was a moment and I didn't know a single person on this island. It was like really kind of unhealthy me staying in that house. But I just was like, okay, I'm going to keep looking at apartments. I'm going to keep getting out there. I, I have this sense that I'm meant to be on Maui. Like when I first landed, I could just feel it in the air that this place is so magical. And I just stuck with it and there was definitely a rock bottom moment and I literally was like, no, like I I got in my car, packed everything in my car and I just like literally went and slept on the beach one night because I was like, you know what, I'm I'm staying and I don't know how and I'm going to wait for the keys to this house and I took a 4X leap in like in rent that I was paying and just trusted that everything was going to be okay. And I've continued to surpass my money goals every single month since then. Like this place, this house, what I, what I found is it turned me into the woman that I wanted to become. So I had to take the leap first. A lot of people think like you have to wait till you're ready, but I just took the leap and I trusted that this house would turn me into the woman that I wanted to become. Cause you have to show the universe that you are, capable of having that exactly you have to really just put that foot forward and say all right show me the next steps because I'm not quite sure oh incredible incredible (laughs) I like to ask all of my guests a few questions to let us get to know you just a little bit differently and just have a little more insight okay so the first question that I 
always like to ask is, what is your super weapon? Mm. Definitely the breath. (laughs) Yeah. Using the breath to like just change. Yeah. My, my thoughts, my body, like everything just really, it's like when I tap into the breath, it feels like I grow like a unicorn horn. Like I can just like see so clearly and feel so clearly. So yeah, I think, I think the breath. That sounds like an amazing super weapon to me. (laughs) Um, Now I want to know, I typically don't ask this, but now I'm curious, like, what are you manifesting next? Mm, That's a good question. Right now I am manifesting consistent, like I want to double my income. And then I'm also looking for my life, my life partner. I'm like getting nervous saying it out loud. Um, I'm Show really wanting you're ready for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking for a man who is just on my level. He's creating and putting things out into social media and just showing up in this super positive way and building his business. And for a long time I kind of it was like um like outside of me. Like it was like, oh yeah, I see like this type of man, but now I'm really realizing that. I don't, I finally don't need the man, but it's like, it's going to, having the man in my life is going to raise me up and it's going to take me places that I can't do alone. So that's kind of what I'm looking for, I guess, manifesting. (laughs) Well, you said earlier too, the answer is, you know, it's not always us. Like we have to ask outside of that too. So it fits in that same way with, with a partner for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a pretty long, a long journey of finding my independence. And I think I'm ready for that man. It sounds like it to me. <laughs> and then I always like to know, what does being fierce mean to you? Mm, I use the word fierce a lot with boundaries. It's like being fierce in your energy and knowing that you get to have everything that you want and it's almost like that Kali energy like you've got swords and you're just like busting through the fears and you're lighting the world on fire around you so that it can just burn down and you're like a new reborn woman just so protective of what you're creating and what you're speaking into existence in the world it doesn't really get a lot more fierce than that like fiery (laughs) that is a pretty good wrap up of that yes everyone is going to want to know where they can find you get on your level and figure out how they can be a part of the magic that you're creating so where do we find you yes um so right now I'm taking women for the 200 hour aerial yoga goddess training and it's you can find it at margieparji.com slash luxury definitely not your typical yoga teacher training. It's, it's everything. It's building your lifestyle. It's creating abundance. It's getting trained in my specific modality of Kundalini aerial and really becoming a waitlisted life coach too. So it's, it's the full three month, 200 hour package. Amazing. Amazing. And YouTube and everywhere else, Instagram, Oh, yeah. All of it. Aerial Yoga Goddess or Margie Pargy, either one. And it will all be in the show notes so everybody can make sure that they go and check that out. This has been so incredible. I'm just like buzzing 
even more so <laughs> than I was before we started the conversation. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, love. This is awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.